Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. We are in Numbers uh, chapter 22. We're reading through the scriptures and we're going to be going through three different chapters and um, we're, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. So once again, I'm going to start at verse four. And the Moabites and Moab said to the elders of Midian, now will this multitude lick up all that is round about us as the ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, son of Zippor, the king of the Moabites at that time, sent messengers to Balaam, a foreteller of events, son of Beor at Pethor, which is by the Euphrates River, even to the land of the children of his people, to say to him, there is a people come out from Egypt. <clears throat> behold they cover the face of the earth and they have settled down and dwell opposite of me opposite me now come i beg you curse this people for they for me for they are too powerful for me perhaps i may be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land for i know that he whom you bless is blessed and he he whom you curse is cursed and the elders of Moab and of Midian departed with the rewards of foretelling in their hands. <clears throat> and they came to Balaam and told him the words of Balak. And he said to them, lodge here tonight and I will bring you word as the Lord may speak to me. And the princes of Moab abode with Balaam that night. And God came to Balaam and said, what men are these with you? And Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent me, sent to me saying, behold, the people who came out of Egypt cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to fight against them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people for they are blessed. And Balaam rose up in the morning and said to the prince, princes of Balak, go back to your own land, for the Lord refuses to permit me to go with you. So the princes of Moab rose up and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Then Balak again sent princes, more of them and more honorable than the first ones. And they came to Balaam and said to him, thus says Balak, son of Zippor, Zippor, I beg you, let nothing hinder you from coming to me, for I will promote you to very great honor, and I will do whatever you tell me to. So come, I beg of you, curse this people for me. And Balaam answered the servants of Balak. If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I cannot go beyond the word of the Lord my God, do less or to do less or more. Now, therefore, I pray you, Tarry here again tonight that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. And that's, I want to stop right there. So the question that came up in my mind when I was reading this is why would he ask them to stay another night when God has already spoken? And so what it has shown here is a hidden motive down in his heart because it says that he, you know, uh, he is one that they pay. So, you know, um, they call those diviners, but he seems like a prophet also. So 
just bear with me. But right then and there, I stopped. I said, wow, this is how we are many times with the Lord. He speaks and we don't pay attention because there's a hidden motive in our heart. And I was like, God, that is so true. So I was just like, okay, Lord, so let's keep going. So right then and there, Balaam, Balaam showed a motive in his heart. He said, stay with me another night because let's keep that money flowing. Let's keep whatever, you know, just stay with me another night. And, let, and I'll go back to the Lord and see what he says, but he's already spoken once. So let's read on to 19. Now, therefore, I pray you tarry here again tonight that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, if the men came, come to call you, rise up, go with them. But still only what I tell you, you may do. And Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his donkey and went to the princes of Moab. So when I was reading this and I was asking the Holy Spirit again, I said, well, God, you said for him to go. He's like, yeah, because once you want something so bad, I take my hands back, do it. I was like, okay, Lord, amen. I was like, we're going to learn a lot from Balaam today. So Balaam rose up and went and then 22 and God's anger was kindled because he went and the angel of the Lord stood in the way as an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his donkey and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and his sword drawn in his hand and the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam struck the donkey. So right then and there, that was his nudge from the Holy Spirit because he just went in the field. Okay, look, 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 you're going the wrong way. So I'm going to nudge you. I'm going to throw you, your, your donkey's going to take you in the field. Let's keep reading. And, but the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards, a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against it. And he struck her again. And I want to stop right there. So when I was uh, listening with the Holy Spirit about what this was saying to me at that time is we saw where verse 18 and 19, Balaam's motive, what was deep inside of him was revealed. Then we saw that he went on his way. Okay, okay, I'm going to do this because, you know, no, no, no. You know, I heard God and he said, you know, I can go ahead. But I did hear him the first time and he said, no, don't go with him at all. Da, da, da. But let me keep going. So this is what we do in our lives. We keep going sometimes. We, 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 we gloss past the nudge and then we get to a crushing because God's going to try to get our attention. So his foot was crushed against the side of the wall. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how the olive is crushed to get oil and it's pressed and it's crushed and it's to get oil. And if we heed to the Lord Jesus Christ, that oil is going to be poured into our lamp to be burn, burning oil for us to be a fire and full of the Holy Spirit, because we have walked through faith, we through the crushing and through the pressing that we have, we have surrendered to the Lord. And what he's saying to us, we have stopped, we have taken a look, but so many of us are like Balaam, we keep going. And so then let's keep reading. Um, Where did I stop at? 20, okay. All right. 
All right. And the angel of the Lord went further, stood in the narrow place where there was no room to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam and Balaam's anger was kindled and he struck the donkey with his staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and said to Balaam, what have I done to you that you should strike me these times, three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, because you have ridiculed me and provoked me. I wish there was a sword in my hand for now I would kill you. So this is what I see when I'm reading this right here. So we, we, we didn't go, we didn't heed the Lord when he was trying to give us a nudge. We didn't heed when he was doing things that made us, we felt the pain and we absolutely have uh, had the Holy Spirit living in us. So we know we can feel it. We sense it that we're not going in the right path, but we still, still keep going. So then exposure comes, boom, somebody's just going to call you out. Something's going to happen. The sheets are going to be taken off. And so this is the picture that I got when I was reading this. And so in that, we get frustrated with the very ones who are trying to help us. He was frustrated with that donkey. He was frustrated with what it was doing each time, each step. And we take it out on those who love us, those who we have trusted, the Lord. So then this is what the next verse says. And the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden all your life long until this day? Was I ever accustomed to do so to you? And he said, no. Am I not the one that you can have, you have trusted this whole time? But for this, you couldn't surrender that because you couldn't trust me in that. So I've had to take you, I've, I've nudged you. I, I've crushed you. And, and, and then, then, you know, then I've had to take the sheets off trying to wake you up because you're mine. I need you to surrender that thing right here and right now. So then you've been exposed. So I just was like, I got excited. I said, Lord, I never, I always heard the lesson about the donkey speaking, but this, you know, when I read it like this, it, there's a lot to learn from Balaam and um, not to say Balaam was a prophet of God because he did, he, you know, did with omens and things like that. But there are many times as just like he used the donkey, the Lord will use whomever and whatever to do his sovereign will. And that was to not curse the people, the right. So when they sent for Balaam, they sent it to the right one because God is sovereign and God will use and do whatever he has to. He used King Cyrus for them and he was not of God. He will use and do for his sovereign will. And just like when we're praying for the Israel or what's going on over there now, God's sovereign will we be done. Some things have to happen. We know that for things to be done, some things have to happen in our life. We have to go through a crushing. We have to go through the nudges. We have to go through this and that, but what it is. So today is, do you choose to surrender that thing and stop, pause, hold up, wait a minute. Or do you choose to keep going on? And we're in the time of surrender. So God is cleaning up the bride. He's cleaning us up. So when I heard uh, uh, Dana's talking about, you know, what else she's going through and everything, but she's thankful because as we're going through this transformation and we're going from glory to glory to glory to glory and wherever God has taken us to and leading us to and as being the bride without spot or blemish, we are going to have to go through some crushing if we're not surrendering some things. We have got to learn to surrender it all. And um, I want to go further. Um, so uh, just to, I'm going to go skipping chapters here now so we can see some other things that I was shown as I was reading this. 
And the um, so uh, the ass turned and said, so Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned for I did not know you stood in the way against me. But now if I'm going to displease you, I will return. So this shows that every bad thing is not from the enemy. It's from us not uh, doing the will of God. It's from us not being obedient. And so there's things that have to happen that God gives us the opportunity in our free will to choose. So he says, I have sinned. I'll go back if you want me to, but let's, I'm going to stop right there. So Balaam goes on. He does go on with them because the Lord told him to, but you must not Balaam. You must speak what only I say. So this is where I want to go. Um, I want to skip to verse 41. And it says, on the following day, Balak took Balaam and brought him up to the high places, uh, Bamoth, Baal. From there, he saw the nearest, he was able to see the Israelites from that point. Excuse me. And Balaam said to Balak, build me seven altars and prepare seven oxen and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had spoken. And Balak and Balaam offered on each altar a bull and a ram. And Balaam said to Balak, stand by your burnt offering and I will go. Perhaps the Lord will come and meet with me. And whatever he shows me, I will tell you. And when he went to a bare height, God met Balaam who said to him, I have prepared seven offers, altars and I have offered each offer a bull and a ram. And the Lord said, and the Lord put a speech in Balaam's mouth and said, return to Balak and say this. And I'm not going to read all that, but I wrote in my Bible, the enemy always tries to make you speak against God's will. And we see that because Balak took him to a place and said, I want to show you these Israelites so you can curse them. I need you to speak. So he was feeding him this, but nevertheless, Balaam walked away from those offerings and he went to another bare higher place to hear from the Lord. And he heard from the Lord and he spoke what thus saith the Lord. Now I want us to go down to verse 13. Balak said to him, come with me, I implore you to another place from which you can see them. Though you will see only the nearest and not all of them and curse them for me from there. So he took Balaam to the field of Zophim to the top of Mount Pisgah and built seven altars there and offered rams and a bull. And Balaam said to Balak, stand here while you're a burnt offering while I go meet with the Lord yonder. So he got off to himself again and went to another place, higher place to meet with the Lord. And the Lord met Balaam and put a speech in his mouth and said, go again to Balak and speak this. And he did. And then I'm going to go skip down to verse 28. So Balak brought Balaam to the top of the Mount Peor that overlooks the wilderness or the desert. Uh, and Balaam said to Balak, build me here seven altars and prepare me here seven bulls and seven rams. And Balak did as Balaam had said and offered a bull and ram on each altar. Chapter 24, when Balaam saw it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not go as he had done each time before superstitiously to meet with omens and signs in the natural world. But he set his face toward the wilderness or desert 
And Balaam lifted up his eyes and he saw Israel biting in their tents according to their tribes. And the spirit of God came upon him. And he took up his figurative discourse and said to Balaam, son of Beor, the son whose eyes is opened at last to see clearly the purposes and the will of God. He, Balaam, who hears the words of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty falling down, but having his eyes up open and uncovered, he said. So I want to stop right there because I want you to see right here the sacrifice of praise and worship and going higher in the Lord. So when they was going up these mountains, I got to talk about this just for a second. They went up, Balak took him up to the mountain. And when we know when we're going up to the mountain and we know of other prophets, they went up to the mountain, they heard from the Lord, they come back down and speak what he says. So unbeknownst, the enemy's taking you up higher and higher and higher, Balaam. But you're going to go hear from the Lord. But it took the third time. And I was like, Lord, there you go. Reference the third time when revelation came. He saw it. Wow. So I was like, God. So he takes us up. He go, You go up into a high place. Just as we go up into the high place of praise and worship. And we, God, I can't do this on my own. But I surrender this, this one thing that you're bringing up to me. This one thing. I, I, I felt the press. I felt the nudge. I felt the crushing. I, I, I'm bringing it up. In, I praise you guys. I have faith in the one who I can trust with my life. I, I go up and praise and I go up and worship and I go up and I go up and I sin and then I descend with the word of the Lord in my mouth. And when I come down, then he is revealed to me what I need to speak over that. I prophesy, Lord, I prophesy that this, I prophesy what you have shown me that I am this. I prophesy I am not that. But we have to take the time and surrender that. We have to take the time and press because when you're going up a mountain, we know that a mountain is, especially those mountains in Israel, wherever you're going up a mountain, that it's rocky, your footing is shaky, and then there's lions, tigers, and bears, there's scorpions and snakes that try to come at you while you're on this journey of going up, trying to distract you from going up in praise, trying to distract you from worshiping God, trying to distract you to turn that over to God. No, turn back, because on your pathway up, some things have come out at you but you got to keep pressing on so you keep going up to that high place and then when you come back down god has spoken to you and even as you're coming down you're getting filled with words and then you speak over that but i want to say just not just for our own situations i want to say corporately as we are in the kingdom of god we need to be speaking against wicked prophets who are prophets and got their call but they're using it in the wrong way there are many prophets i pray lord that you crush each and every one in the body of christ who are walking in a, as a wicked prophet who are doing this for monetary gain and yes, you have given your gifts and callings without repentance, but so many of us, even though we have used our gift and callings at times, maybe in, for the wrong, to get us higher even in the church position. My God, we do it. But I praise the Lord. So I just thank God. But he, 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 he took us, he, we have to ascend to get the word and the revelation. And we may have to go more than once, three times, but just like Jesus was resurrected and he was revealed as the Messiah, 
on the third day, just that's the way here. He got it in the third, uh, he saw it in the wilderness. I'm not saying Balaam was a good guy because Balaam, if you go on, you'll read, he turned back and he had a choice just as we do. He had a choice. He experienced God speaking to him, speaking the word to him. He experienced God revealing to him and he held on to himself. He held on to whatever that was that God was trying to get out of him because he just couldn't let it go. And I, you know, and we have got to stop today. We have got to make a choice. There are things that we're struggling with and it's sinful and we shouldn't even be there anymore. You got You can't say, I got the can't help it. I just can't help it. No, 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 no. You've got too much word in you. You, you, you're supposed to be mature. We just went through maturity. So if you got the can't help us, then you ain't surrender. If you got the can't help us, you ain't trusted the very one who is there for you. If you ain't got the can't help it, you ain't trusting those that God has surrounded you with to help you with the can't help it. But you can't help it sometimes because you're dwelling on it. You're thinking about it. You're wanting it, whatever. So then this is another thing where I got, for example, from this, we get manipulative just as Balaam did. Manipulation. We try to negotiate with God. And we're being manipulative and, and saying, okay, God, yeah, I know you said that. I know you said not to do that, but, you know, I'm having trouble because I feel I'm having this or I want, you know, and it's not nothing so bad because you, you promised me that, oh, I would have this and I have that. But in the meantime, you, but like when he stopped him, um, I, I want to bring this up. When the, the third time he stopped him and they got in a narrow place, you couldn't go. Um, the message Bible said, I had to stop you because you was getting ahead of yourself, Balaam. And we do too. So he has to put a stop. And when he's doing that, he's giving us that point, right? That stopping point is to choose to surrender to me. I know you can't help it, but you can't help it because you got me. You surrender to me. You turn from that. Now you've got to take your steps. You've got to turn from that. And you've got to not dwell on it. And if you're starting to have those thoughts and the enemy's trying to bring up something, but sometimes it's just you, then you come back, surrender it to me, surrender it, surrender. I surrender. God, there's no reason why I am participating in certain things because I got the can't help it. There's no reason. So today, I don't have much more is that I want to say when we feel that nudge, we feel that crushing. Let's not gloss over it. Let's stop, pause, go up, ascend up to God. Ask him, reveal to me. Let me tell you what happened just so you, I can give you an example. There was a certain person who mention of their name would rub me the wrong way. And I'm trying to be as loving as I can and everything as I got. I know I got to love this person and I got to, uh, you know, act right when I'm around them, but it's hard for me. And so I was in praise and everything And the Lord. I said, and I said, Oh God, show me why this is so hard for me. Cause this one person did some stuff to me, but show me why it's so hard for me to let it go. When, when the name is mentioned that ee, my spirit just get backs up and everything. And he said, and he revealed to me, even that morning, I, I, there was two things that came to me that happened in my past life that all of a sudden, came up into my spirit and I said well what is that there for what you know that happened so long ago boom 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 but then later on in the day when this person's name was mentioned again and I was going through and I got off the call and I was like what is it God and 
this was a situation where the two incidents came up was where I was almost raped by a man. And the other one was a married man who lived next door to me, knocked on my door, came in my house and raped me. So what this other person had done to me through just different things that they had done to me on um, the job and everything, it was like he said, you feel like you've been raped, but in a different way. And that's why you can't fully forgive and you can't fully let go of. And I said, oh God, thank you for revealing that to me. And I surrendered it right then and there. So now when I'm by this human being, no matter what, they can do whatever they want to. It can't affect me no more because I have surrendered it and I won't pick it up. I ain't going to have the can't help it. And I'm going to keep going on because I have went up and I heard from the Lord. And then I got down. I said, oh, my God, I surrender. I surrendered that. I didn't even know it was there. But you had to bring up something from long ago that was still down in there that was affected how I felt about this person. And it wasn't a physical rape. It was words and deeds and stuff like that. Jesus. So I'm excited. So Balaam is not just about the donkey, because he, but he also used Balaam when the Holy Spirit was starting to show me a whole different light of that is us many times. So I challenge you today, take uh, inventory or just start praising the Lord and say, reveal to me some things that I have not surrendered so I can do it. And God, I promise, or God, I don't want to have the can't help us. So if there's somebody that I need to call, even as Pastor Apostle Kai was bringing up, get there, God will, because that day that when this is happening to me, um, they asked me for an answer if I could do this. And I said, can I give you an answer in a minute? Because I got on my voice, I mean, on my phone right now, voice silent a moment. I keep that as my screenshot. So I said, can I give you a call back? And they said, sure. So I started praying. I started hearing the voice, answering the voice. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? I heard call, call this person. So I got silent. Then I called that person. And then after I told that person, she, the person asked me, said, what can you do? I said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. She said, that's all you need to say. Then that's all I need to hear. And then I took my moment. And then I called that person. And then I took my moment to surrender it to God. And then I called that per person back and they said, are you sure? And then I got to minister the word of God to them. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I've heard from him. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. I've heard from him. So I can do this no matter my feelings, no matter what I may think. I, if those little thoughts come up because, you know, on my way up the mountain and we've been going on a journey. Yeah, them little snakes are going to try out. But no, I have the authority to stomp on that scorpion and stomp on that snake and keep going and show the love of Christ wherever I go and however I go. So the going back to the pressing and getting your oil, sometimes how bright are your lamps? Do you have too much stuff that you have not surrendered and that you have not pressed through that your lamp is full, that we are that shining light, that we are who we are? Say we are. How full is your lamp? Are you going to be like the 10 virgins? Five of them wasn't full. They was left out because the world is going to see that. When we say we should be, we should be able to walk in a room and change the atmosphere. But if our, our, our oil is low, our lamp is low, what are we changing? I'm just throwing that out there. Those are questions I ask myself. <laughs> Amen. So I have nothing more, but I praise the Lord and 
even as we're corporately. I pray for the body of Christ. I pray for the churches who are not fully trusting God themselves, who are not fully teaching the power of Jesus. They have, you know, they don't know or they deny it. Um, I pray for the prophets who have been gifted, but are using it for gain and, and are not doing what they're supposed to do fully. I pray that they surrender that part of themselves and surrender to God and be all that he says. So I just thank God for you. And I just pray that this uh, will help us all because it sure has helped me. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.